it's not what one is born with, but what use one makes of that equipment. So it's not just what hand we got dealt. It's the fact that that hand ultimately has use, that you have purpose. Welcome to the Seeds of Growth podcast. My name is Pumehana Palmer. I'm a mindset and growth coach to new real estate agents, small business owners, and high-achieving female entrepreneurs. I believe that true success happens from the inside out, and I'm on a mission to plant seeds of growth and transformation, one powerful conversation at a time. Each week, I'll bring you a solo episode, interview, or coaching experience with business owners just like you to help you shift your perspective, elevate your beliefs, and build a business that inspires you. Now let's dive into today's episode. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Seeds of Growth, where we have powerful conversations that plant seeds of growth and transformation in the minds of entrepreneurs and real estate agents just like you. Today is another quick little mindset minute for you. And it comes from this great book that I have been reading called The Courage to Be Disliked, the Japanese phenomenon that shows you how to change your life and achieve real happiness. It's written by Ichiro Kishimi and Fumitake Koga. A little bit of backstory. (laughs) My husband actually bought me this book last Christmas. So he knows that I'm a reader. And last Christmas, what he did was he pretty much just, I think he Googled like best books for coaches. And he found this list of the top 20 books for life coaches. And he just decided to buy every single book on that list. What else was on there? Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, Atomic Habits by James Clear, Crush It by Gary Vee, and also this book, The Courage to Be Disliked. I had never heard of this book before, but this was actually the first book that I picked up because it was so intriguing. Now, full transparency, I have barely made a dent in that list And I haven't actually finished this book either, but it really piqued my interest because I am, I'm a student of philosophy. If you know me, you know that I have a background in religion, kind of, not really. I mean, I just, I grew up in a Christian household and that really, that narrative influenced a lot of my upbringing and a lot of my mental stories this is also why I believe this is partly why I struggle with so much guilt and doubt and shame. I think it's because of that narrative. And it hasn't, I mean, it was maybe about 10, 15 years ago. Maybe not, actually. I I remember the pivotal moment or that I realized that I was more spiritual than religious. It was from the movie Monster-in-Law with uh, Jennifer Lopez and the mother-in-law, Monster-in-Law. Oh, I can't remember her name. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda had asked her, I guess, what church she went to or what she believes in or something like that. And Jennifer Lopez's character said, I'm more spiritual than I am religious or I'm more of a spiritual person. And I just... Man, I can't remember if I was in high school or if I was in my early 20s. 
either late teens or early 20s, but that just hit me. And you know, there's some things in life, there's some experiences that just make your heart go bing, and you just know that that is your truth. And all it took was somebody else to give you the language for it. So thank you, Jennifer Lopez and the writers of Monster-in-Law for giving me that language that opened my eyes. In any case, coming back to it, this book is really intriguing and really interesting because the vast majority of it is simply a dialogue between a philosopher and a student. And this particular book really dives into and highlights Adlerian philosophy. So this philosophy was stemmed from or created by a man named Alfred Adler. And he was one of the three uh, giants of psychology. It says, the book says it's one of the three giants of psychology in the 19th century, the other two being Carl Jung and uh, Sigmund Freud. So this entire book is basically a philosopher. I wouldn't say that they're having a debate. I mean, it's a healthy debate, but it really is a dialogue and a conversation between a philosopher and the student and helping them or, or helping the student achieve understanding of what it is to be happy and really the power that you have, the power that you have upon your happiness looking through the lens of Adlerian psychology. But what I wanted to highlight in today's episode was a quote that came from Alfred Adler about, I guess you could consider it a mental model, if you will. But the quote reads, it's not what one is born with, but what use one makes of that equipment. It's not what one is born with, but what use one makes of that equipment. And I want to share with you the three ways that this, three major takeaways that I have from this one quote alone. First and foremost, what I noticed is this quote really squashes limiting beliefs. It basically says, no matter what you are given, no matter what your reality is that you are dropped into, it's what you do with it. So I've heard so many, and, and I personally have experienced, you know, that narrative that says, I can't because, oh, I can't because I don't have enough money. I can't do this because I'm not pretty enough. I, I can't be successful because I didn't go to college. I can't be happy because insert negative narrative and limiting belief here, i.e. excuses, right? So, you know, there are some people who were given the short end of the stick, who were born in a town, in a city, in a time in which it just, the odds were stacked against them. But what this quote says is that it's what use one makes of that equipment. It's not what you are given, it's what you do with what you are given. And that leads me to my second takeaway from this is that it's just, it's so empowering. It's such an empowering narrative that it's what you make of it, that you could do anything with it, that you have creative freedom of this thing. 
And this thing being your body, your mind, your reality. I mean, they say you can do anything that you could be, whatever you want to be, whoever you want to be. They tell kids that all the time. And I think a lot of times we get so bogged down with the I can't, I can't because that we forget what we can do. I remember hearing this quote a long time ago, and I I honestly don't even remember where it's from, but there's a quote that says, suffering happens when we forget what we do have control over. And I think all too often, we have the blinders on, right? All too often, all we are doing is trying to just get through the day with our blinders up, not paying attention to anyone else or anything else because then we just get overwhelmed. What this quote allows us to do is take off the blinders and open our eyes and reminds us that we can be creative, that we have choices, that it's it's not just what we have, it's how we choose to use it and how we make use of it. Lastly, the third takeaway from this is, is this underlying narrative this energy that everything is useful because it's not what one is born with, but what use one makes of that equipment. So it's not just what hand we got dealt. It's the fact that that hand ultimately has use, that you have purpose, that you have value to bring no matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you have. And that's where that creative freedom, that curiosity can come in for you to decide. You have options. Who do you want to be? What use do you want to have? What value do you want to bring to the world? And there's so much hope. There's so much creativity and wonder that I can extract from this one quote. A friend of mine was listening to the Huberman Lab podcast. I'll link it in the show notes because I can't remember exactly what episode it was, but he was speaking with his guest about purpose and about fulfillment. And she had said, oh, and passion, I believe. And she had said something along the lines of, I think we get too caught up in trying to look for our purpose. What was I put on this earth to do? What am I here for? What am I passionate about? She said that all too often, we forget to just look around and see what needs to be done. We're putting too much weight on doing things that fulfill us. And yes, absolutely. I think it is really important because we can find that medium. We can find that delicate balance. And when I say balance, it's not rigid, right? Because everything in this world is always in flux. And I think balance, I believe that balance is the subtle movements and counter movements that allows for balance. It's not rigid stillness. And I think that, yes, cultivating 
our curiosities, cultivating our self-awareness, our self-exploration, and our ultimately our self-expression is what can give us that sense of and that feeling of fulfillment. But what she was saying was that if we can just look around and see what needs to be done, see how we can be helpful in the environment that we are in, then we can find fulfillment. And I'm going down a little bit of a rabbit hole with this because when my friend played that clip for me, what immediately came to mind was Tony Robbins' Six Human Needs. And what he did was he put together a list of six basic needs that a human and an individual needs to have satisfied in order to have this sense of, I guess, fulfillment, if you will. So, and those needs are certainty, uncertainty or variety, contribution, love and connection, growth, and significance. When I was listening to that podcast episode, and she was saying that we need to just look around and see what needs to be done and gain fulfillment and how we can gain fulfillment in that. That's what came to mind is contribution. One way for us to gain fulfillment is by contributing to our fellow man, to our neighbors, to our friends and saying, hey, just what needs to be done and how can I help? So with that, my friends, I hope this was absolutely a quick one, short and sweet and to the point. I highly suggest picking up this book, The Courage to be Disliked by Ichiro Kishimi and Fumitake Koga. I'll put the link in the show notes. It truly is fascinating and it really shifts your lens of your experience through the Adlerian philosophy. But I'll leave you with the quote again. It's not what one is born with, but what use one makes of that equipment. You are useful. You have value. And people need your help. Until next time, my friends, keep going, keep growing. Thanks so much for listening. If this episode served you, please do me a small favor and head to your favorite podcast platform to rate and review the show. Your small act will play an exponential role in getting these powerful conversations out into the world. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at, at Pumehana Palmer and DM me with your insight and takeaways. See you next time. Aloha.